Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. Happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line where we're joined by a man that is in sunny, sunny Florida. Paradise. He is Mike Claiborne, Cardinals broadcaster, joining us here on the show. Claves, you just told our producer that you're down there in sunny Florida while I think it's like five degrees here in St. <laughs> Louis. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Um uh... Yeah, I'm a little fortunate. It's like 81 with a little breeze, uh, not a cloud in the sky. And uh, that's all I'm going to say about the weather here because people don't want to hear how good it is here. They're freezing their asses off there, and they're not happy about it. I was going to say, Claves, it's got to be when the work is done, you just go get yourself a nice uh, bottle of wine and you go enjoy yourself on the beach, right? That's how this works. Well, I just put my feet in the pool and sit back and just be and just be thankful, man. I mean, you know, I'd like to get to the golf course at some point, but I'm I'm doing a lot of work with the website and and uh, you know, just talking to people, trying to figure out what spring training is going to look like. Because to be honest with you, we have no idea. Yeah, yeah, what it's going to look like. I mean, nobody said anything. Uh, I, I am going to assume that the media will be restricted. And I'm being nice about it as far as access is concerned here in, in Jupiter. I'll tell you this, Clebs. I'll go home later today and I'll put my uh, my feet in a bathtub and we'll just say it's the same thing. We'll, we'll, we'll pretend. Well, if you keep the water hot. Yeah. Turn the water on hot. <laughs> we'll, you'll, both, you'll be fine. we'll both pretend we're in paradise. Well, let me ask you about exactly. this, about the spring training. I mean, you've been down to Jupiter for a couple of days, Clebs. What's this been like? I'm sure players are kind of making their way down there, but it has to kind of feel like a, like a, like a World War Z somewhat, right? Where it's it's not what it usually is. No, you're right. You're right, Alex. Um, So every morning I take a walk and I I live about a mile and a half from the ballpark. So, you know, I walk by and, you know, you see players. Of course, the one person who's going to be here no matter what is Jose Okendo. And he's working with some of the infielders. They've got a little area you can look in and see him work. And there's a few players over there hitting. Uh, Mike Schilt, I saw him pull up today, talk to him briefly. And, but it is different. It's very different. Uh, there just isn't as much action around the facility. Now, that may pick up, but but the question is, and this is something that we haven't heard as officially yet, I don't see them having 60 or 70 guys in spring training at the same time like we normally do. Uh, you may see something more along the line of what we saw in the summer where at Bush Stadium you had guys coming in at different times. Uh, because you can't afford to have one guy infect the whole bunch. Mm-hmm. So you, you may have to do go that route. I, I haven't heard about anybody getting a vaccination or anything along that line. I know Dr. Fauci mentioned that maybe by April we, we might be in a better position where more people would have been vaccinated, but that's not doing anybody any good in February. So uh, a lot of things still to be determined, I- including the schedule. Now, it's my understanding the Cardinals are going to open up on the 28th, against the Mets. Uh, we normally open up against the Miami Marlins, but somebody thought it was a better idea to open up against the Mets. I, I'm not part of that. And it's my understanding we may have more night games this year 
because they want to try and restrict restrict player movement where if they're in a restaurant or someplace like that, you know, they don't run the risk of getting infected. So, you know, it, it's it's a big change in anything I've done in, in the 40 years I've been doing this. So, you know, I'm just going to roll with it, man, and just, you know, keep my fingers crossed and nobody gets sick, and this will be the last time we ever have to do it. Mike Claiborne joining us here on 101 ESPN. Claiborne, let's start a little uh, big picture with this Cardinals team. What are you most interested? You're, you're down in uh, surprise. What, what are you looking for most as you start to uh, see these guys arriving in camp? Well, I'm looking for a leadoff hitter. I'm looking for a, a, some, some more left-handed punch off the bench uh, or just a left-handed bat because right now it's Matt Carpenter unless you want to make uh, Edmund and Dylan Carlson, who are switch hitters, that guy. Um, and, and, you know, who's going to be the, who's going to be the backup shortstop. I mean, you know, Paul DeYoung gets off the blazing starts and then he kind of, you know, melts down a little bit. So I think they've got to find more ways to get him more days off. Uh, and I, I think the big question will be who's going to pitch. Uh, this is the one year where you don't write anybody's name in ink because you've got so many candidates that are going to vie not only for starting positions, but I think this bullpen might be as loaded as anything I've ever seen as far as guys who have big league experience and have shown they are ready to take that next step. When you ask those questions, Claves, do you feel that it might be necessary for the Cardinals to make another move before they get to spring training? Or do you feel like those questions can be answered internally? No, I think, you know, and here's another thing that we're, we would normally know by now is the non-roster invitee list yeah. of guys who are coming in on a minor league deal, and if they make the ball club, their, their situation changes. We don't know who they've invited, and I think that that's going to be something we'll take a look at. Uh, I don't think you want to start making trades to bring somebody in. I think you want to give some people a chance. But, you know, it is a concern uh, because we don't have anyone that's proven. And, and now that Matt Carpenter's not going to play third every day, he's going to be your first candidate off the bench left-handed. Now, that may that that may have been a good idea 8 years ago. But, you know, Matt Carpenter hasn't been a house of fire here recently. And in this role of being a guy coming off the bench where he's not going to get his normal four at bat today, how does he make that adjustment at this stage of his career? So, I think I'd like to get some insurance and find someone who can swing the bat from the left side. If they can play on the infield, that makes it even better. Um, But you know what? I need a guy who can catch the ball too. If I'm going to bring a guy up and he's going to play on the infield, I can't have a Brad Miller who was a nice guy to have around, but defensively he just didn't give you what you were hoping for on a regular basis. So there's still some work to be done, but I think I like our chances better than I did three weeks ago. We're talking to Mike Claiborne here on 101 ESPN. Uh, Claibs, you mentioned the leadoff hitter as well, and that's something that we've talked a lot about, who who could potentially fill that role. Let's start here. Who do you think is the favorite to land that job, and who do you think are some of the other candidates? Well, I, I think it's Tommy Edmond right now. Uh, it, it could be a Harrison Bader. Now, the thing with Edmond, Edmond, I always remind people, don't look at his numbers, look at his production. And, and there's a difference. Uh, Tommy Edmond just does a lot of things that baseball players should be able to do, and he does them well. Um, you know, but he's going to have to be more selective in, in having the ability to get on base. And as I say that, Harrison Bader's a guy, if he gets on base, he's, he's obviously a good base runner, not as great of a base stealer, but he gives you a little bit of the opportunity 
to go first or third on a base hit. Uh, because this team has changed a lot since Mike Schilt his first year. Remember, they stole a lot of bases and they were pushing the envelope. But well, we don't have that right now. We have some good base runners. You know, Goldschmidt's a very good base runner. Arnado's a very good base runner, but they're not base stealers. Uh, Bader is a good base runner. Uh, so your offense is going to change where you're going to be looking to go first or third more than trying to steal a bag, is, is what I'm saying. But, you know, going back to your original question, BK, you, you, you can't steal first. So you've got to have guys who are more selective in getting on. And, and it, sometimes that doesn't mean you have to put it in play. Maybe you work a guy for a walk. Maybe you make a guy throw enough pitches where the guy behind you sees what he's got. And maybe he can do some damage. So it, it's a work in progress. Uh, I, I think while we have to be patient, we, we can't be passive because, you know, we're going to have less games to work with. We won't have split squad games. So every bad every look is going to have a, a greater importance as far as how this team is going to look coming out of spring training. Klaibs, how do you view this outfield? Uh, it seems to be from a lot of P- fans' perspective that it's an everyday shot for O'Neill and Bader and Carlson with Lane Thomas and Williams getting at-bats. Do you see it that way, or do you see it a little different? Yeah, you know, I, you know, I think Carlson is the sure thing in the outfield. I, I think fundamentally he's the best player they have in the outfield from what I saw and from what I saw him do in the minors. Uh, he, he's fundamentally more sound than anybody else, and, and that's including Tyler O'Neill, who won a gold glove. And I'm not a big believer in the gold glove uh, because Marcelo Zuna has one too. <laughs> so that, that should tell you the, the importance of it. Uh, for people, but 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 Dylan Carlson might be a better center fielder than Bader. I mean, he does things you know fundamentally better. You know, I, I know Bader's exciting to watch because he's laying out and he's diving for balls and things of that nature. So, if you're diving for balls, is it the fact that maybe you're getting bad jumps on balls, or maybe you're taking the wrong angles on balls, or maybe you're not picking the ball up off the bat? I mean. You know, I, I look back, and the Cardinals have had some great center fielders over the years. You know, Jim Edmonds dove for balls because he was a gambler. Willie McGee never left his feet. Kurt Flood never left his feet. You know, I mean, those guys understood where to play and how to play. So, you know, Bader still got some things to do, but, I mean, he's a good center fielder, not great. He has the potential to be one. But I think Carlson is a lock. I think left field is going to be where you're going to kind of flip some guys. Maybe that's a platoon position where you may even see Matt Carpenter out there uh, against certain right-handers. And maybe you just platoon uh, O'Neill and perhaps um, Thomas in that situation. And, and Alex, you brought up an interesting name in Justin Williams, who we just haven't seen enough of. I mean, he's intriguing. I mean, he's got the size. He's got the strength. He's got the speed. He just doesn't have a lot of at-bats. But he's left-handed, so I think that's what moves him in front of some other people. Talking to Mike Claiborne here on 101 ESPN. Did I hear you say Matt Carpenter potentially in the outfield there? Yeah, I think you can see him out there. Um, Now, what he does when he gets out there, that's a different story. (laughs) I don't know. But, I mean, you know, if you're Matt Carpenter, you have to bring every glove to the ballpark uh, with the exception of a catcher's mitt. Yeah. If you want to get on the field. Uh, you know, I mean, he's played second, he's played third, he's played maybe a little first. I don't think it's anything to document. 
uh, extensively. It wasn't great uh, clips. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> but, you know, the thing is, you know, maybe you plug him in out there. And, and you know what? This is where you find out whether he can do it or not in spring training. Hey, Matt, you're going to play second base. And if you're not playing second base, you're going to play left field. You know, we got to find out how we can get your bat in the order. That's if your bat has anything left. And that's another question. You know, every year, you know, for the last few years when he hasn't succeeded as well as he'd like to, we always hear in the offseason, well, he lost some weight. Or, well, he's stretching out. Well, he's using batting gloves. He's got a new trainer. <laughs> he, he's throw, His dad's throwing pitches to him. He's working with his dad again. I mean, we've heard every reason on why we hope he's going to be better. It just hasn't panned out like I think we all hope for it to. And, and I think this year is the same. You know, this year I think he's going to be using batting gloves. It, it's not because Matt Carpenter doesn't work at this, okay? It, it'd be different because we've had a few guys that have played on this team that didn't work at it. And fortunately, they're not here anymore. But Matt Carpenter's not one of them. He puts as much work in as anybody, uh, especially in the offseason. He's got a great spread down in Texas that he works out of. So uh, it won't be because of lack of effort. Claims, I'd be remiss to ask you about the the new third baseman Nolan Arenado because today is uh, the the Ozzie Smith celebration day when mm-hmm. he was acquired by the Cardinals and Cardinals have had some incredible trades in the in their past when it comes to Smith and Brock and Roland. What do you look at this trade for Arenado and the hype surrounding this? Well, the hype is real. Um, you know, defensively, he's as good as anybody I've seen. Um, and, you know, when I think about other great Cardinal third basemen, go back to Kenny Boyer and, you know, Ken Oberkfeld, Terry Pendleton, uh, Scott Rowland. I mean, we, and Kenny Reeks defensively. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had some really good third basemen. Uh, but this guy is as good as anybody, period. And I think that's something I'm looking forward to. My only concern about a guy like Arenado is, and we've seen it before with players who come to St. Louis and, you know, they get the Kings welcome. They press a little too much. They squeeze the bat a little too tight, and they don't get off offensively like they'd hope to, and then they're fighting that battle for the first six weeks. If he just comes in and just relaxes and plays, then he's going to be fine. But that's easier said than done, especially when this is the first time you've ever moved to a new organization and you're trying to get to know your teammates. And because of COVID, that's going to be somewhat restricted. So there are a lot of things that we're going to have to kind of be flexible with on him. But the one thing I don't think will abandon him is his defense. He's Mike and, Clay- he's got a, and he's got great pitchers that are going to be putting the ball in play where he'll have a chance. I told Jack Flaherty when the deal was made, I said, you know, your ERA just may have dropped a half a point. <laughs> he's got to you love know? that. Yeah, and some of those other ground ball pitchers, Yeah, I mean, that we have on the staff, I mean, they got to love this guy because, you know, let's face it. There were some times at third base where he was basically Ole, all right? <laughs> and, and, and that's not going to be the case. And, and I think that that's something we should all look forward to watching, watching how good this guy can be. And the only thing I'm, I'm, I regret is watching him and Colton Wong on a double play ball, the yeah. way Colton Wong would come across the bag and make that flip to first. Uh, that's the only thing I'm going to miss. But I'm confident in Tommy Edmond. You know, he's played a lot more second base. He's played anywhere in his life. So it's not like he's not familiar with the position. And and I'm excited to watch him play. Klaibs, it's been a pleasure to actually talk baseball with you. I think each of the last two times we've had you on, it was 
for the unfortunate passings of Luke Brock. And then we had yeah. you for Gibby as well. This has been awesome, man. I can't wait to do this with you more often as we officially have a hopefully 162 game baseball season to actually discuss again this year. So all the best to you and the family. Enjoy it down in Jupiter. And we'll talk with you again soon, my man. Fellas, always great to visit with you. And let's do it again soon. Awesome. Absolutely. Thanks, Same thanks, you. Warm. That is my- and safe. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send you a picture later of Claves and